Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 163, Deep Space Rescue. This is Captain Nate of the Deep Space Freighter Mercury. Please identify yourself. Captain Joe Mack of the freighter ship Canberra. My vessel was hijacked in Boulder Bar by some lunatic doctor. We copy that, Captain. We're in pursuit of the same. Where's your crew? Yeah, my pilot was forced to remain on board. The other two crew members were also detained as hostages. I put up a fight. And this is my punishment to freeze to death in this dead shuttle. Yes, for Rick. How do you know him? We were shipmates on an old freighter right after the Galactic War. Is he not the captain anymore? I was his first mate until he decided to retire to some water planet with beaches and bars. <laughs> that sounds like him. Captain Jomak, this is Jaffra the Bounty Hunter in the Viper. I'm alongside of you now. What is your physical status? If you want to know the truth, I'm freezing and I'm strapped down. Captain Jomak, this is Gabby, pilot of the Mercury. I have control of your life support system. You should start feeling warmer soon. I do need to tap into your shuttle's navigation and environmental systems, but it's password protected. The password is NCC. That's November Charlie Charlie 1701. He's got to be joking. You're joking, right, Captain Jomak? No. And who are you? I'm Captain Tam Fielder of the Freighter Ulysses. Gabby and I are with Jaffa while my ship is getting overhauled. I'm familiar with the Ulysses. Why do you think my password is a joke? Are you from Planet 310? Yes, but I haven't been back for quite a while. Neither have we. Captain Tam and I are originally from there. And it worked. I'm in. I'm accessing your cameras. I can see they have you strapped in tightly. How's the temperature? Much better, thank you. Are you able to undo your restraints? That's a negative, Viper. Looks like our only solution is to capture your shuttle and lock it down in our launch bay. What's your assessment, Jaffra? I concur. Sam and I will proceed to the surface once the shuttle is secure. We'll await your arrival at the port. Copy that. Gabby, 
Prep the shuttle for transfer. Ensure all systems except for life support are in the standby position. Captain Jomak, we'll get you on board as quickly as we can. I copy. Does your shuttle have a universal coupler? We have the coupler, but I'm sure that the ship that's being captured is the one that does all the maneuvering. Nate, we can talk you through it. Leave the shuttle thrusters off and use the mercury to maneuver. Alright, we'll give it a try. Launch bay doors opening. Gabby, stand by to disconnect ICUF. Standing by for disconnect. The Viper is repositioning off of the shuttle. Alright, Joe Mac, sit tight. We'll have you on board shortly. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Mercury, disconnect the ICUF. Roger that. Mercury, the Viper is in position. Alright, bump it forward with a microburst. That's good. Positive movement. Alignment looks good. Continue. Continue. Short burst to port. Good. Good. Counter starboard. Your alignment looks good. Extend grappling arm. Extending grappling to three quarters. Move, Nader. Counter burst. Looking real good, Nate. Tam and I agree you've lined up perfectly. Prepare for full extension in three, two, one. Contact light. Positive grip. How's it look from there? You got it. Now just haul him in. You have plenty of clearance. Thank you, Viper, for being our eyes. We got it from here. Safe landing and we'll see you at the port. Copy that and safe landings to you too. Well, that was interesting. I think Louie went there to place a bomb. After hearing his conversation with Hank, I tend to agree with you. Why do you think Hank called it off? The stiff's located inside a veteran monument. Blowing it up would create too much heat. He needs to stick around for more instructions from Hank. That sounds about right. If they were both here, they probably would have hit this stiff and the Charles Street stiff, and then get out of town as fast as they could. The question now is, what will Louie do? Will he stay here and hit a secondary target, or will he wait a couple of days and head to Houston? Kate, you still with us on the uh, open channel? Yes. I think the best thing we can do is keep an eye on him. And when he decides to leave, we'll formulate a plan then. What happens when he does leave town? Are we just turning the whole case over to Agent Simon and Captain Richards? Even if both of them go to Houston, we still have more to find out about Louie and his New York operation. New York? As in New York City? I love going to New York. Whoa! Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Hold your horses. Let's not get carried away. You still have two school-age kids. Who are out on summer vacation. Aunt Karen said I could bring them to her place anytime. You know we can do a much better job researching if we're there in person. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking. Kelly, you can do a lot of research from the office right here. I could do a much better job on site in New York. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We need to work all the angles here that we can. If we go to New York, I want to have most of the questions answered. And just verify up there. Maybe, you know, talk to a few interested parties. 
He's right, sis. You can do the majority of the legwork here, instead of wasting time in New York. Well, looking at it like that, I'd have more free time there. I guess this is my little Y chromosome talking here, but why would you go all the way up there to shop when you could do it right here on your phone? <laughs> You're right, Jim. That sounds just like a man. Louie is still headed up 97, so it's a good bet he's done for the day. Yeah, you know, I think I am too. I'm going to stay a little bit. With the step, I'll be back on the banks of the chop tank, sipping some refreshment, planning my shopping trip. I'll send both of you a text when Louie's back at his apartment. Hey, listen, I've got a lot of research to do. I'll be here long enough for Louie to get back home. I can watch his progress, too, and I'll verify with you before I leave. All right, sounds good. I'll check in with you later. Drive safely, Jim. Yes, Mother. See y'all in the morning, Kelly. All right, I'll let you know when he's back home. Now for my research, let's see what Macy's has on sale. I must say, this is a rather nice restaurant. Not too fancy, not too informal. I go by the size of the menu. If there are a lot of pages, I kind of avoid it. Hold on. Did I just hear you say if there's too much food, you avoid the restaurant? What, Sam? Are you afraid of sensory overload? <laughs> I just feel that if a place offers too many dishes, they really don't do anything really well. And of course, if there are a lot of pictures of food, then you know it's like a truck stop. Whatever gave you such a crazy idea? I like to watch cooking shows. No surprise there. And there's this one guy who talks like you two. He'll go in and order one of about everything, then tell the waitress it's garbage, and then he starts cursing at the owners and the chef. Oh, we know who you mean. At the end of the show, they're all crying happy tears and thanking him. What a great job he has. Sounds like a career for you, Sam. He always streamlines their menu and removes the pictures of the food. This looks like a pretty good place based on the menu. I wonder if he came here and screamed and cursed these owners. One can only hope. But to be honest, if there weren't pictures on the menu at that bayside grill near Baltimore, we'd still be trying to figure out what was on the menu. Oh, don't remind me. I almost ordered American buttermilk biscuits for dessert. Ah, here comes Tracy. Gentlemen, I see you found the place. Yes, thank you so much for recommending it. And Sam, does this meet your approval? Don't worry about him. He's making sure there aren't a lot of pictures on the menu. I'm sorry, I don't understand. That's good. It means you're one of us. Don't pay any attention to them. They're not connoisseurs of fine dining, like me. Fine dining? You? <laughs> Please tell me he didn't order ribs and a big glass of milk with a shaker of salt. Wait, is that on the menu? I didn't see it. That's because there are no pictures. <laughs> there you see. Pictures can be helpful. Tracy, I took the liberty of ordering you iced tea unsweetened. Why, thank you, Simon. That's perfect. So, aside from the fact that Sam doesn't like pictures on his menu, what did we learn today? Based on the phone call Kate intercepted and Hank's driving this afternoon, we know that they have two targets in mind. I think it's the Stip Hub at the university. I see. Why not the big IT complex? It's just too big. If he does hit it, he'll probably wait for Louie, and then they both scout it out. Simon? 
like Sam said, they don't need to destroy the IT complex. They just need to send it into disarray, whereas the STIP complex would need to be destroyed. And Sam, what about you? I think a lot of the prime rib. It's over a pound of steak. No sense talking to him. He's in the zone. Yeah, the feeding zone. Oh, I heard you. I'm just keeping my priorities straight. It's not often that we are given the choice of a target. If they have a choice, it means that Rage might be planning something bigger, and this is just a warm-up. If Rage is picking up the target, I would guess the stip hub at the university power plant. That was, after all, Heinrich's main desire. Yes, but was he operating alone or with Rage? I can answer that. Oh, look. He's back. Heinrich von Langer is Rage. Captain, launch bay is pressurized. We need to secure the shuttle. Copy that. The first thing we need to do is secure the bridge. I'll go to the launch bay. I have my M19 on the ready. So consider the bridge secured. All right, Gabby. I'm at the airlock. Final systems check. You're green for entry. Green for entry. I'm in the launch bay. Do you have comm with our new passenger? Shuttle 1, you still copy? I copy. Cabin pressure is good. Temperature is nominal. I'm reading all systems online. Your core temperature is now normal. I'm opening the shuttle's door. For security reasons, please remain in your seat until the captain releases you. Will do. Shuttle doors opening. Ahoy, permission to board. Please, board. Am I ever glad to see you? <laughs> have, uh, have we met before? I'm Captain Nate of the IDF-sanctioned Mercury. And yes, I believe Rick and I crossed paths with you at Scully's. You're Joe Mack. Well, if I don't owe you any money, yeah, my name is Joe Mack, Captain of the freighter ship Canberra. So, is that why you were calling out to Rick when we found you? When you said you were the Mercury, I, I, I couldn't believe Rogers was the one who found me. Is he on board? I was Rick's first mate. He decided to hang it up. I bought the ship from him. Rick Rogers retired? <laughs> that doesn't sound like him. Yeah, I always thought he'd be hauling cargo until the end. Stand by. Hey, we're secure. Stand down. I know the captain here. Copy that. Can you stand up? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <sighs> this warm air feels good. Get me out of this tin can. Take your time. Once I get you back to the crew lounge, I'll have Gabby come secure the shuttle. I've been racking my brains trying to figure out why that name sounds so familiar. Pilot of the Ulysses. Of course! I heard Tam's name and thought the same thing. I know that name. What are they doing here? It's complicated. Let's get you settled in and I can explain. Here you go. Sit right here. Gabby, meet us in the lounge. On my way. You also heard Joffre the Bounty Hunter. 
Do you know him? I've heard of him. You guys are after that madman who stole my ship, aren't you? Yes. Joffrey and Captain Tam have headed to the surface and are waiting for us. We'll scout out the port and try to find your ship. How many crew members did you have on board? Three. My pilot, a yeoman, and my cargo chief. They all went with the ship. Gabby, this is Captain Jomak of the freighter Canberra. Captain Jomak? Yeah, I remember you. You're from my planet. Did you bring your didgeridoo with you? Look, I've been nearly frozen for what seems like an eternity. Don't try to make me laugh. So why is everyone mixed up? Where's where's Roger's old pilot? That crazy Sheena. They both left to seek their fortune elsewhere. My pilot was Tika, but she's attending to family matters. Tam's ship is in for an overhaul. She and Gabby teamed up with Jaffra to take this bounty out that's on Dr. D. You said Jaffra is scouting out on the surface. I take it you'll be following him down? Yeah, and this should be interesting. Three captains, one pilot, and a bounty hunter. Sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. I was thinking the same thing. If you tag along with us, can we trust you to do whatever Joffer or Nate here says? Yeah, no worries. I want to get my ship back, but I want that so-called doctor to get what's coming to him. Are you familiar with the former second-in-command of Rage, Lord Zokar? You mean the one everyone's calling Wi-Fi? Yes. Dr. D went to the idea of Moon Prison to free Wi-Fi. Except he's not freeing him. He's going to perform some sort of mad scientist experiment on him. Well, if he hadn't stolen my ship, I'd say more power to him. I didn't see Zokar, but it looked like he had a body under wraps. Okay, get secured. We're going to start our re-entry into Cali. I've been restrained for days, and you want me to strap in? If you don't mind bouncing off the hull on re-entry, suit yourself. Gabby, set up for re-entry. And let the games begin. Jim was right about this case. It started out like a simple telephone threat that's now evolved into a three-state investigation involving Homeland Security, local law enforcement, and the IDF. We have two suspects with multiple possible targets, and all we have to go on are coded telephone calls. I knew it wouldn't be long before Holiday would want to talk to me. I met him and Barb first thing in the morning. Kate, come in. Good morning, Director. Barbara. Good to see you again. Have a seat. Thank you. So, have you been holding up? Yes, we've been concerned about you going back to full duty. I feel great, actually. I think getting back to work, for me at least, is the best medicine I have. That's great. The main reason we wanted to talk to you is to go over this Claire Wilson case. As far as she is concerned, has Barnes closed her case? Jim has informed her that these two suspects are wanted by federal authorities on another matter. He's assured her that she's well off their radar and have moved on to another city. Do you think she bought it? I think she was somewhat relieved to know that the feds are in on the case. We assured her that we'll keep her in the loop, so to speak. Jim also made it clear that if she felt any kind of threat whatsoever, to give him a call. What did you glean, if anything, from this latest cryptic phone call? We believe that Louis went to the Annapolis Stipped to attempt to destroy it. When he called Hank, he asked if he should leave the package. And you think the package was a bomb? Yes. Hank told him not to leave it, but go back and wait for further instructions. 
Now, the big takeaway is that Hank covered some possible targets. He talked about a transport job at the university. Ah, uh, that would be the STIP transfer point for the Southwest. That's our best guess. Then he mentioned an IT job that looked very promising. IT? There must be thousands of IT targets in Houston. There are. But according to Captain Richards, Hank made that comment right after he was observed casing out a large corporation called Cyrus One. They are the third largest handler of data in the U.S. I'll get in touch with our field office in Houston and alert him. I take it you mean the IDF side only. Yes. We need to handle this away from official channels if we can. With the release of these recent UFO investigations, the last thing we need is to throw fuel on the fire. I can't imagine what the public would think if they knew all these UFO sightings were actually from us. There's already enough government secrecy conspiracy theories out there. If they found out we were UFOs, well, I would hate to think about what would happen. That's another reason we have to nail these two Hongans. I want you to know that the full assets of Homeland Security are at your disposal. I appreciate that, Director Holliday. Now, what are we going to do when Louie heads to Houston? I don't see a need for both of Pierman's teams to be there. Another reason why you're here today, Kate. Pearman has informed me that his brother put together a team to go after a research doctor who plans on freeing Wi-Fi from their moon prison. If he succeeds, we're looking at two scenarios. One is that Wi-Fi will be on the loose, and the other is he will succeed in his experiment. Experiment? As you know, Wi-Fi got his name from biometric implants that allow him to receive and transmit wireless signals. This doctor plans to isolate Wi-Fi's brain and use it in a computer system. It will become the ultimate hacking tool. When Louie goes to Houston, that will free up a valuable asset on your team. Jim? Are you talking about Jim? Director, Jim retired from the force to try and slow down. Going into space is the last thing he needs right now. Kate, do you know anyone with the abilities he has? No, but I still think it's a bad idea to send him. We're going to take everything into consideration. Ultimately, the decision will be his. You know how that old coot is. He still thinks he's 21. He'll be on the first deep space dip out of here. Good morning, gentlemen. I see you were able to get by Mrs. Jones in the dry cleaners. Yeah. What's up with that? She asked us the same question this morning as she did yesterday. Figured she'd know us by now. One can't be too careful, Sam. You never know when an imposter might try to slip through. Imposter? Are you kidding me? Who could have an accent like his? I don't think even Jameson can understand himself half the time. I don't think you know nothing about what I talk like. Exactly. I rest my case. Don't mind these two. They're the reason I prefer to work alone. Ah, good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Tony. Sam, Jameson. I trust everyone got a good night's sleep. I sure did, especially after that wonderful dinner. I guess so, Sam. That prime rib you had last night was so big and rare, you could have rode it back to the hotel. I'll testify to that. So what's our friend up to this morning? Looks like he's sleeping in. As it should be. He hasn't made any phone calls either. I just got a text from Kate Hawk. She's just now leaving a meeting with Director Holiday. He says that the local IDF branch of Homeland has been briefed on the situation and that field agents are on site. 
They are to monitor only and provide assistance as requested. Ah, right. Yes, I've heard this all before. You do all the work and another agency claims jurisdiction and takes credit for all your work. So that happens with you guys too? Well, we can't worry about that now. We have a case to solve. Now, between the power plant and the IT firm, which target is the most logical? Sam, as a Hongan, do you have any thoughts on that or is it just food? Don't worry, Simon. After last night, I'm good for now. I think before we try to figure that out, we need to approach both targets as if we were going to attack them. We need to look for weak spots, avenues of approach, escape routes, everything. It would be helpful if we could pinpoint a specific weak spot that would do most of the damage for each target. <laughs> you know, you do make much more sense when you've had something to eat. Tracy, as our local expert, what are your thoughts? Along with what Sam said, which target achieves the best destruction? If they attack Cyrus-1, they would be affecting our economy, especially big business. And if they attack the university, they're hitting the IDF and have almost no impact on local economy. At best, the university would lose power for a short time. So the question seems to be, do they want to disrupt the economy or the IDF? Sam, you were involved in an attempt to disrupt 9-11 services in St. Louis. What was your team's intent? Like I said before, we follow orders concerning targets. We don't work independently. Once the overall objective is given, we do have a free reign on how to achieve the objective. Well, after all that, we have a lot of what-ifs. What we need is local intel on rage groups in the area. It's apparent to me that Heinrich von Longer was the one calling the shots. Tracing. Could you contact Agent Hawk and see if they have anyone on the inside of that prison who can get to either one of the Von Longers? I can do that. In the meantime, all we can do is wait for Hank to make a move. Wait no more. He's pulling out of the hotel now, and he seems to be in a hurry. Has Hank selected a target? What will Barnes say about returning to space, and will Jomac be a help or a hindrance on Cali? Find out the answers to these questions and more in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, Destination D. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.